What's happening guys? Pete back with you for an all new edition of the Music Box P podcast. Hope you guys are doing well. On today's episode, we're continuing our countdown to Summit Indie Fest happening September 30th at the Book and Bar in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Interviewing another one of the performers. On this week's episode, we have Amanda Shea, uh, who's a spoken word artist. And uh, she's gotten a lot of accolades from the uh, Boston Music Awards. She was nominated uh, for one of those. Um, and it, it was really just mind-blowing just to have her on because I never had a spoken word artist on here before. So I really don't know a whole lot about the genre, but it was just... It was really awe-inspiring to you know to get to know more about her because you know it's a you know a different form of music per se where it's with, with uh, entirely with words. So uh, she came on to talk about uh, a little bit about her, her uh, musical background in terms of listening to music at a young age, how that went about influenced her uh, later on in life, well as, uh, as well too. Because there's a lot to it with like words and music you know combined together. While they're all separate, combined together they in turn create music so the lyrics are one component of it so i think sort of the spoken word thing and how that sort of branched off from that that sort of inspired her moving forward so talk about her musical beginnings her creative process when it comes to creating these uh spoken word pieces um which i think are a lot about stories and we and she touched upon that in the interview as well as you know how it relates to you know personal experiences just general in life you know about growing up in, in boston that sort of thing i think that sort of comes across in some of her pieces um talked about how much she's looking forward to playing at summit indie fest too which would be great because it's really just it's a smorgasbord of sorts of you know different musical genres whether it be folk pop hip-hop and spoken word obviously but i it just an entire cross section of all musical genres out there not confined to one across the whole so you really get to get really encompass music lovers from all directions so it's it's all people come together for the common good and we, i touch upon this you know and in, in all the t um in the years that i've been doing these uh summit indie fest interviews it's all about the same thing people coming together united for the common good so i think Amanda Shea's uh, words really come through, and plus, like, uh, she lets us in on what she likes to do for fun away from making spoken word pieces. So, without further ado, here's my interview with Amanda Shea. Okay, Musabox Pete here on. Uh, uh, continuing on with my interviews leading up to Summit Indie Fest on September 30th at the Book and Bar up in Fort Smith, New Hampshire. Uh, interviewing uh, one of the performers there who's a spoken word artist, uh, here to come on talk about her all her beginnings, creative process, and all that. I'd like to welcome on Amanda Shea. Amanda, great to have you on. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. <laughs> Absolutely. My pleasure. Um, so just for all my uh, listeners out there, uh, just give us your name and uh, where you're originally from. Uh, my name is Amanda Shea, and I was born in Charleston, South Carolina. Okay, so um, talk about uh, your earliest uh, exposure to music, at age, um, how that sort of affected you and uh, left an impact on you. My earliest recollection of being introduced to music was definitely through my father. My dad had a huge collection of records, um, tape decks, <laughs> uh, cassettes. cassettes. Um, so I was introduced at a really, really early age. I want to say like all my life, it's been very present. Um, I think the first, first memory is probably when I was two years old. And it's funny because both my parents are like, I don't know how you remember that, but I remember when we were moving out of our, our place into our home that we had lived in for the next nine years. And the song that was playing was um, Orange Juice, uh, Orange Juice J. It was like, I saw you in him. 
walking in the rain and I don't know like the melody the B the 808s it was just fire so I remember that at like two and ever since then that was our way of bonding was like listening to music and watching movies me and my dad so he had a plethora of genres like anything from like the Jacksons to like Billy Idol to Madonna to Mm -hmm. all different types of people and it was jazz blues um opera all different types of music that's great um were there any uh, particular artists that really stuck out to you that really made you like uh want to like you know focus on music was there any like probably like one or two that really um resonated with you and left an impact on you (sighs) there's like so many different artists even today that i listen to that definitely have an impact and inspire me to create there's so many to name, but I want to say like my early, early influences, definitely um, Sam Cooke, um, Anita Baker, Sade, um, Whitney Houston, um, Janet Jackson, Brandy. Like mo- it's funny because I'm naming mostly R&B singers because I really, really loved to sing even though I'm trying to step into that now in my artistry, but that was predominantly the music I chose to listen to outside of what I was also being, what was being played. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned a little bit about uh, your father and just sort of, you know, how he had a music line around. Um, uh, did your family play a role in your love, love for music in, in terms of like, you know, having like instruments around the house and like wanting to like pursue it in that way? Was there that sort of um, communal bond of like playing music like around the house, like performing for one another? We never really performed in front of each other, dancing around the house, cleaning, mm-hmm. you know, with music blasting around the house, cooking, things like that. Like those types of activities. Yes. But never like no one in my family um in my immediate family plays an instrument mm-hmm. i always wanted to play like the violin or the clarinet but it just i never got around to doing it so um yeah like i'll even now like uh my keys player uh will shout out to will he just asked me that literally on thursday he was like you don't play an instrument he was like i'm surprised you don't play an instrument and i'm like i don't play an instrument and he was like I could totally see you with a guitar and I was like you think so I was like I would choose the keys so it's interesting um so uh let's go beginning and, uh, and as I mentioned at the beginning of the cast that you're a spoken word artist um talk a little bit about your approach to like writing music and how it's sort of composed um is it like uh, poetry is it uh, more about like rhyming things or poetry what is your uh, whole approach to being a spoken word artist when it comes to like creating uh like lyrics of sorts I think right now I'm still in like my infancy stages as far as like approaching music with my writing, if you will, and writing songs. Um, I used to deconstruct songs from an early age. Brownstones, If You Love Me was like one of my favorites to deconstruct. And I would basically strip the lyrics from the, the, the song and make up my own lyrics, but still keep the same harmony, the same melody, things like that. Um, now I'm, I'm stepping into that, but I feel like with spoken word poetry, the ways in which that we speak and the ways, the tone, the cadence, the rhythm, um, that's up to us as the artists. And I think the beautiful thing about intertwining it with instrumentals or even with a live band, I feel like it's cool because you could pick any pocket to kind of you know, spit your poem and it wouldn't be wrong. 
Whereas I feel like with writing music, especially what I see with hip hop, it's like it literally needs to be in a pocket and kind of, you know, there's you have to stick within the structure. Whereas I feel like with spoken word, it's more fluid. Mm -hmm. You can let it breathe. You can skip over eight bars and then come back in with your poem. You know what I mean? And I'm sure there's artists that can do that as well with hip hop. But for me, I'm, I'm just stepping into like figuring out what that feels like for me. I have written songs. Um, I'm working uh, with my producer right now, Extramentals, shout out to him, um, on composing music around what I've written. Um, and it's gonna be a mix of different sounds because I love playing with different genres. My EP um, that should be coming out in the fall um, is nothing but spoken word, but it is over really beautiful produced instrumentals. Um, and live instrumentation as well. So I think people are gonna be kind of shocked when they hear it, cause they're gonna be like, how did she put poetry over this? But mm -hmm. I think it's gonna be really cool. I'm trying to experiment because those are also the, the my influences. Yeah, cause I, I mean, I've only seen spoken word artists a couple times uh, over the years, but it seems just gathered from what I've seen before, it's very improvisational and sort of picking off uh, the energy of everybody in the room and sort of, you know, setting the tone right away from that. You think that that's pretty accurate? I think every artist uh, draws from inspiration or how they have to perform from somewhere. I think for me, I think that can be true at times where it's like reading the room and what's the energy in the room to then you know, decide what I'm going to deliver, um, which is more often than not the approach. Um, at the same time, where I'm at has to factor in that too. Like I, if I'm in a space of my own energy or what my day looked like earlier, I need to ensure that whatever I am delivering is coming from a genuine, genuine space, but not only a genuine space, but also of that energy. So what am I able to um, channel in that moment to be able to deliver. So I think it's a little bit of both. I never plan my sets like before I go into a space unless um, they are like uh, really heavily produced events um, where lighting and, and or band and cues and things like that need to be implemented. Other than that, it's just kind of like free, free flow. Mm -hmm. Um, is there an overall theme or message that is sort of contained within their work? I, I, I know a lot of artists, you know, try to, you know, try to send out a message that, you know, listeners can sort of take with them. But is there an overall theme or message, sort of an overarching um, message of sorts that is uh, contained within your work? I believe there's several. Um, I think at, at the top of that for me would probably be not just healing, but also sharing our experiences with each other and being vulnerable in that way. Um, I also believe like social justice issues are very heavily rooted in, in my work, um, which makes sense. I feel like I write from a place of, of personal experience. So I write from you know the things that I've either been through or things that I have witnessed or endured. Um, so that's where I'm always coming from with my work. So I feel like it's always, um, it's emotion-based, you know, I think bare minimum, you're going to feel something. Um, and I love that. I don't have like a goal of making you feel triggered, which I don't want you to feel at the same time. 
if you do, I, I want you to be made aware of that in that moment so that you can go work on that and heal that. At the same time, I don't, I, I don't, there's no actual outcome I, I'm seeking, but I do want you to feel something or um, at least come to an understanding That's that right. we all feel the same things, you know, if that makes sense. Like we all feel the same thing at bare minimum. We're all human. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Um, have there uh, been any memorable shows uh, that you've been a part of that have, like really resonated with you for whatever reason, the other that really uh, where you really like um, like set the energy in the room and, and you felt people really responding in a positive way? Was there any shows that um, that really stick out to you? Huh. Um, wow. Uh, I have been doing this. I have been blessed to be able to do this for the last six years. There's been so many, to be honest with you, I feel like every experience is an experience within and it of itself. Um, so that's a really hard question for me to answer. Um, I think for most people, um, they would choose milestone um, shows, perhaps. Um, for me, I feel like every single one of them is a milestone. Like, I don't know, I, I've been able to not only do really, really amazing shows here in Boston and Massachusetts, but also in other states. So to be able to mix and mingle with people from all over is an experience of itself. I think they all shaped me and changed me after every single one. Um, and I grow from that, not just as an artist, but also as a person. So it, it's hard to like pinpoint <laughs> um, because again, they all are meaningful to me. I, I say that actually at each show, I'm like, what we're gonna cultivate here and experience here is never going to be duplicated. You know, um, what we feel here and the energy that we have in this room, it, it is now our duty and, and responsibility um, and obligation to share that same energy with someone who wasn't in the space, you know, because as many times you could do the same show over and over, but the feeling's gonna be different every time. The energy is gonna be different every time. Absolutely. And uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the cast, uh, you come on to talk about uh, Summit Indie Fest, which will be happening September 30th at the Book and Bar up in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Um, how excited are you to play at Summit Indie Fest and uh, what can uh, fans expect? This is my second year, actually, uh, my second time doing it. I'm just honored to be back. The space is absolutely <laughs> it incredible. Is. It's amazing, yeah. It is amazing. So, uh, and it's it houses three of my favorite things, um, coffee, <laughs> plants, and books. So it's absolutely gorgeous. And I think fans from last year or the fans who have seen me prior, um, they're gonna be in for a surprise this year because it's gonna be completely different. I have something up my sleeve. Um, so I think it's gonna be really, really cool. Um, I'm just excited. I'm really excited. I don't wanna say too, too much. Of course, yeah. Because I feel like I can say it. But I'm I'm really excited this year, and the lineup is so crazy. Like <laughs> every every year, it's like it's just really really crazy. So um, shout out to Joel. He's been a phenomenal a phenomenal human being. So thank you for having me again. Like I'm excited, and again, like this is really cool because I feel like you know festivals should be having. Uh, spoken word artists on them. I feel like um, sometimes we get stuck as poets in this box of 
not being able to potentially play festivals or, you know, it's just the artists and the microphone, but it still can be compelling and we can still be able to carry. I know bands and music are really, really huge and I get it, but we can be integrated in those shows as well. And, you know, this year we had an opportunity to prove that with Boston Calling. You know, my best friend, Brandy Blaze, who's a hip hop artist in Boston, who's super, super dope artist. And she was able to um, play this year at Boston Calling and had me up on her set and just the flow of it. And, you know, we got a lot of compliments and feedback of like, yo, we've never seen that before. And it's like, well, this is, this is what we're trying to do. You know, it gives, you know, a different vibe, a different energy, but it's all the same thing. It's art. And it's about storytelling too, also. I think that's absolutely. Awesome. Um, absolutely. Uh, so how can fans find out more info about you online? Um, people can find me on my website at www.amandashay.com or you can find me on all socials at, um, well, that's a lie. Um, on at Instagram at Amanda Shea all day. And that's S-H-E-A, Shea like the butter. And uh, on Facebook, you can find me, Amanda Shea. And Twitter, Amanda.Shay06 for my birthday, gang, gang, Aquarius. <laughs> so, you know, we all side. Um, but yeah, just anybody can find me anywhere and everywhere. Just uh, send an email. Okay, great. And uh, we've uh, reached the last question here. Uh, what is one thing you hope uh, people take away after uh, listening to your work? Hmm. Authenticity. Um, vulnerability. Healing. Activism. Survival. And also thriving. I hope people can, you know, just get to know not only me, but also understand themselves by what they hear when I'm, you know, when they're consuming my work. If it makes you feel good, inspired, motivated to share your truth, that's all I ask. You know, we all have a story to tell and there's no better person than you to tell it. You know, I went through a lot of different emotions and this journey has been long and hard. I, I didn't just wake up and say, okay, I'm an artist. I think everybody has their own individual story. And also understanding that, you know, if you're witnessing or experiencing these things of hardship or difficulty, difficult moments, it's like everybody goes through that and like you can't make it through. And I think art, I know art has been a big reason why I'm still here. Well, that's great to hear. And I'm definitely looking forward uh, to seeing you up at Summit Inca on September 30th. We'll be uh, just around the corner before you know it. But uh, thank you so much for coming on and uh, telling your story. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Peter. I really appreciate it. I'll see y'all at Summit Indie Fest. Absolutely. Take care. Have a great one. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks once again, Amanda Shea, for uh, coming on and telling her story. It really was just so awe-inspiring and mind-blowing to have her on, especially, you know, with spoken word, which, again, I don't know a whole lot about, but, you know, definitely learned a lot more. And It's more about poetry and it's about the words and telling the story. I think that's pretty much what I most grasp from 
from hearing her talk about, you know, what she's going to bring to the table, especially at uh, Summit Indie Fest next month. I mean, to go online with, like, you know, the books that they have on sale there as well, which, of course, a lot of people don't know that. They think it's just like a lending library. No, you can actually buy books there while having coffee or a beer or a sandwich or, or whatever there. It, it really is an awesome place, and it's so very unique right up there in Portsmouth. I think it just it really goes in well. Uh, just with the whole vibe up there, too, because I've been up, up to Portsmouth many, many times, even just, like, passing through in years past, and I, I didn't even know this place existed up until uh, 2019 when I went to the first Summit Indie Fest there. But, you know, just, it just as I mentioned before, it's just, an, you know, entire assortment and array of, of different performers from different backgrounds, uh, catering to people from, you know, different... Um, who have different musical tastes, but I think really what's most important is just the spirit of unity and friendship uh, within all. That's what's really most important here. So again, big thanks to Amanda Shea for coming on. Check her out on all the social media sites that, as she mentioned, and looking forward to many of these interviews coming up uh, for the next month or so. So with the lead up to Summit Indie Fest, to be here before you know it, end of summer, transition into fall, it's going to be awesome. Thanks once again for tuning in to the Music Box P podcast. See you next week.